from the first whistle blow till the game is on the line. This is stoppage time. It's your boy, Greg. And it's Tyler. And we are back, guys. I know that we missed last week and we missed you. But let me tell you something. If you were watching the games, you didn't miss much. Because the <laughs> last couple, the last two legs of this, of the Champions League semifinals was fire. Not to speak of the second leg, which is what we'll talk about most of today. But the finals is here, guys. The finals will be on May 29th at noon. That's a Saturday. So those who work during the week, lucky you. Those who work on the weekend, try and get some time off that day and go watch the games. Tyler, how are you doing, sir? Well, first off, that's music to my ears. I actually get to watch the final live I think, uh, was it last year that we watched in tandem and everything too? Like, I think we were uh, on a FaceTime or a, a video chat and we ended up watching the uh, the Bayern PSG final in real time together. I, I'd, I'd love to do that with you again. I think that would be a lot of fun. Yeah, I, I think that honestly, that's kind of what sparked the, the birth of this podcast in the first place. Um, the, when Champions League rolled back around, we uh, got back into it. So it's nice to be full circle into this season, guys. And, and then we got, season. and then we got a couple weeks until the Euros. So, so it's 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 gonna be fun. It's gonna be fun, guys. And we're we're here to not necessarily report, but we're here to to have our thoughts spoken out on these games and what's happening around these games. So first game round of eight well round of uh, sorry semifinals um real madrid versus chelsea and aggregate score one to three tyler share your thoughts well we uh the the first leg actually was a one-to-one draw and uh followed by chelsea winning two to nothing that first game the there were two school the the two goals were scored in the first half and then everybody just kind of sat back and it was like they were waiting for the, the second leg. Like they were okay going 1-1 into the next game. The, there weren't as many uh, attempts on goal and uh, the teams kind of just seemed, like I said, content to kind of end it in a draw, uh, which was unfortunate because the first half was actually very, very good. Benzema with a scorcher of a bicycle kick and uh, Pulisic with a uh, beautiful move past Courtois to uh to score actually scored the opening goal madrid was down in this game um it definitely set up a interesting second leg a potentially very exciting second leg because i mean let's let's be honest real made it further than we really thought that they were going to and this is despite greg and i both thinking that they were going to make the finals uh as well and and come out victorious it was still they did better than we thought that they were going to and we thought that they were going to win this over Chelsea. You know, Chelsea had kind of been making some mistakes and they, despite winning games, they didn't really have or show or display any real means of putting the ball in the back of the net or, you know, scoring prowess. And they miss a crazy amount of shots uh, directly in front of the goal, actually, uh, which in this uh, leg one, Timo Werner missed a gimme goal. Uh, that that could have made this two one two nothing. I mean, who knows that that that's the crazy thing about soccer. You don't know what kind of momentum that would have swung 
uh, into the game if that goal had gone in. I mean, luckily, a couple of minutes later, Pulisic scored and uh, kind of atoned for that. So it was forgotten after a few minutes. Greg, what, what did, did how did you feel after that first leg? Uh, so after the first leg, uh, it so b- between the two legs, uh, for me, it was it was it became ever so predictable in the first half of the second leg. But in the first leg, I saw some of that attack back. So the you know when it comes down to the stats, Real Madrid usually dominating the ball um, early. Uh, well, early and often they had great possession, but not the amount of possession that we're used to seeing Real Madrid have. Um, they did have uh, 2% above uh, Chelsea in this game, having 51% over 49%. Kareem Benzema, to me, um, is really the only reason why they even had an opportunity in the second leg. Um, didn't see a lot from my, my usual uh, stars that come out onto the field. Uh, Vinny Jr. didn't play exceptionally well that that uh, first leg um, or in the second leg um, with some opportunities here and there. Um, and they kept on pulling in. They pulled in uh, Rodrigo late. Um, didn't see much from him. Asen- and As- Asensio did not give me what I was expecting um, in these games either. Fun fact is that this uh, the team lineup was uh, a 3-5-2 on either side. So when it comes to technic- uh, technical brilliance, um, there was only a few adjustables that could be played out in those situations. Now, during both legs, it didn't seem like that. Vinny kind of played a little bit wider than um, than stated on, on the cards where he would have been a striker right up there with, with Benzema. And you would see Benzema kind of play the false nine. Um, whereas on Chelsea's side, Pulisic obviously playing um, that wing with us uh, with Aspilicueta, who played honestly. Aspilicueta played phenomenally throughout the two legs, um, but Christian Pulisic is the player to watch for me. Um, all in all, this matchup completely the second leg. If, if I'm gonna dive into that, so I could give Tyler some room to to comment on the second leg as well. The lineup changed a little bit, which kind of tells me that that you know I'm not sure if if Zizou was really looking at um, bettering what was going on and gives gives Thomas Tuchel a little bit more credibility when it comes to being a real coach and someone who should not have gotten fired, who could have probably taken the next team, which we'll talk about in a few. Uh, to the finals again and possibly win it. Um, but he came into the second leg with a 3-1-4-2. And it's, it shows that he came, he adapted from the first leg coming into the second leg and saying, this is how we're going to dominate. Now, this is the crazy part, guys. Chelsea in the second leg had 32% possession. However, they had a total of 15 shots with five shots on goal, scoring two. This is the lowest percentage I've, I've seen Real Madrid shoot which is uh, seven total shots on goal. Uh, sorry, seven, seven total shots with five shots on target. It is the most efficient I've ever seen them play uh, when it comes to shooting, but not in terms of, of scoring, which we saw earlier in the competition. They've, they've done this a lot with yeah, 68% possession, um, just bearing down on Chelsea, which, you know, Chelsea came in with the, with the counterattacks and, uh, Timo Verna and Mason Mount, which I'm really proud of Mason Mount for this one, scoring that second goal, putting Chelsea into that 3-1 aggregate opportunity. 
but all in all, it was quite a predictable turnout. Not as exciting as I thought it would be. This was the game that I watched this week. And Tyler, you could t- you could give us a little bit more on that second leg if you so desire. Oh, I do. And I, I think this is where Chelsea really won me over um, and and showed what kind of team they were and could be. And they, they really exposed a lot of uh, Real's backline weakness. And that was even with uh, Sergio Ramos back after a pretty lengthy absence for an injury. And I mean, I mean you, you said it, it's, it's really the time to give Tuchel the credit for what he has done with this team. And I mean, he's in the five months he's been there, He's got his team competing for the FA Cup. He's got them in the finals of the Champions League. He has them sitting fourth in the Premier League. No one's, I don't think anyone's catching Man City, uh, but we'll get to that in a bit. And I mean, it's, it, it almost makes me wonder, you know, was he the big instrument of success for PSG? Is, was he the reason that they were, uh, in the finals last year, uh, I mean they they have a great wealth of of talent, and I mean they're they're not a bad team. We and we can talk about them in 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 a bit uh, when we start talking about the next matchup. But you know, like it, it it really shows what he's able to do with the players that he's that he has, and honestly, I th- think he makes PSG look like fools for firing him. Absolutely. And, Absolutely. and, and in, the, in the end, Chelsea moves on and it's deserved. They flat out beat Real Madrid. And, and with great, with a great amount of vigor as well. Um, but needless to say, Real Madrid, who I thought was going to go through to the final, did not make it. And uh, this game, this game was kind of light for me. I, I didn't see much of the fire from them. Moving into our second matchup. Paris Saint-Germain versus Manchester City. It ended up one to four in in that respect, and Manchester City showing up greatly throughout the two legs. Tyler, take us into the swing of this. What did you see? What did you not see? What's going on with with PSG not making it? I I think you and I might differ a little bit on on this feeling about this game. In the first leg, I, I think Manchester City had a hard time getting going. And... You know, I actually did get to watch the first, the full first half of that game of the PSG game, and they they were very dominant. They were getting shots on goal. For whatever reason, Manchester City wasn't marking Marquinhos on a lot of corner kicks, and he was getting his head on the ball. Still, don't get that. You know, they they looked really disoriented, and PSG looked as strong as they did in the last round. They came out firing, and then Kevin De Bruyne scored a inexplicable goal he he was trying to cross the ball into a player nobody touched it and it bounced into the corner of the goal I don't know what Navas was doing I don't know what any of the defense was doing it went in the goal and then five minutes later uh on a free kick the ball squirted through a hole in the wall uh that was formed by PSG Navas had no time to react I don't blame him as much for that one uh, as I do for the first one, Manchester City was suddenly up two to one with a lead going into the second leg at the Etihad, and they came out firing. 
in 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 game two uh it, it wasn't even close uh, uh they they just ended up having their way with with psg in that in that second game uh so much so and uh we we can we can talk at length about this because i think you and i were both very peeved about this uh what psg's reaction to once they realized it was pretty inevitable that they were out of the champions league lots of fouls lots of frustration fouls uh, including a uh, a red card for di maria very inexplicable i you know you see it happen you're just like no what are you doing like why what are, what are you doing where's your head right now like i get you're mm-hmm. frustrated but that's you know that's not something that you do for those of you that didn't watch the game uh, he and Fernandinho kind of got into it as the ball went out of bounds. And when um, De-, De Maria picked up the ball, he just kicked it. Fernandinho s- studs out with the ref looking right at him. I mean, mm-hmm. the, the red card was out fast. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, it was kind of a no brainer, but you, you just don't do that. It's uh, I, I get the frustration. I've been there, but that's, that's just not how you want to react. No. That's not, uh, and especially of a, a club of PSG's caliber, you know, you hate to see one of your star players just kind of have a, a temper tantrum like that. And, uh, you know, it's, it's unfortunate. And then I think there were like four or five after that red card, there were four or five yellow cards in like the last 20 minutes of that game that were all frustration fouls. And it was, it was just disappointing to see. Yeah. Now there's there's a lot to be discussed, and it was five yellow cards after that. Um, it was uh, two on Manchester City and three on uh, Paris Saint Germain. With uh, PSG having four yellow cards in total, with one red card. What can I say? Did I not see this coming? There are a couple notes here. I just want to throw this out. So we didn't have an episode last week when they uh, when they played the first leg, but. The week before, or the the podcast that we had before, I told everyone that this is a game that I I, I always mispronounce his name, but the the coach for um, PSG currently has played against Pep Guardiola so many times. They have a history. He knows this guy. There's a certain intimidation factor when it comes to playing against Pep for this coach. And it showed throughout the two legs. Now, Tyler did say that, you know, they came out swinging in the first leg, which is true. There was a boast of confidence, but I think that that was well prepared for. That was something that, that Pep would have known and reacted to and then was able to dominate uh, throughout both legs of, of this game. Now, the reason why I say dominate, you're probably looking at me and saying, hey, Greg, you know, they didn't dominate uh, throughout the first leg. Well, let me just give you a little bit of stats. Let me give you guys some stats for you to chew on real quick because, you know, I'm the statistician, right? So in the first leg, uh, PSG ended the game with 41% possession with uh, Manchester City dominating with 59% possession, right? In that game, Manchester City kind of showed a little... uh, Yes, they were a little bit more lethargic, but they were playing more defense. They have 15 fouls versus PSG's nine fouls with two yellow cards on either side. PSG had 10 shots total with four shots on target and one goal. 
Manchester City had 11 shots total with six on target and two goals. Guys, this the, this first game was not a game that Pep took lightly and he he manipulated the way in which the game was played. Similar thing that you do, you know, we see more and more that the that the yellow cards are accumulated along the, the end of the game. And 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 uh, PSG also had gay who was uh, ejected from that game um, in that first first half, uh, in the second half, 77 minutes in. It was a tough game for them. They didn't expect it. And this this is the type of game that I, ex- I expected Pep to play PSG because they would come all claws out. And what we saw in the second leg of the game is how well, uh, how uh, this team is a well-oiled machine. I think that, the absence of Mbappe played a huge role in this second half, as well as the fact that uh, Mauricio, I'm just going to call him by his first name because I butcher his, uh, his last name. Mauricio and, and Pep have history in the, in the Premier League uh, when he was coaching for Tottenham. This is not something as a coach that you forget. People have certain styles and Pep is a footballing genius. Yes, I, I put it out there. He's a footballing genius. Lastly, well, not lastly, I got two more points. This is, I told you I could talk about this all day. Neymar cannot carry a team. This is, this is proof to me Neymar can't carry a team. He's been His contract PSG. can. <laughs> His contract, you know, if they, if they would just get some more pieces – the, some more like the way in which Manchester City right now is structured. They have a lot of pieces there that they have. They have superstars coming off the bench. Tell you and I've, I've come on, uh, we've commented on this before. That you know they have superstars coming off the bench. That Neymar's entire contract could facilitate an entire team, a full eleven guys, depending on on the team, of course. But a full eleven, his contract alone. Could, could facilitate a whole team, or at least half a team, depending on the team. Let's look at the second. Well, I wasn't done with my Neymar point. I believe that Neymar thinks himself to be this um, front-legged, full-fledged superstar, which he is a superstar, but he is not a leader. Whereas Mbappe, I have great hopes for that young man who doesn't, seem to have the same mentality that PSG has, which is my final point before I bring it back to Tyler and get into talking about the second leg. PSG are the spoiled brats of Europe. Yes, I'm saying it. I've said it for years. People have told me this is an amazing team. No, they just came up, guys. Right? In 2008, PSG was hardly ever a, a, a thought of or conversation when they got bought over, which I can't remember the year it was, was when they started to get some traction. PSG prior to that was not even a thought. Similarly with Manchester City as well, but Manchester City has some history years and years ago um, in the Premier League. Only in the Premier League as Manchester City, this is their first ever Champions League final. First ever Champions League final. It's not the first ever Champions League final for Pep Guardiola, which is the reason why they're in the position that they're in. They have depth, they have discipline, and they are well-led. 
PSG has a mentality of we're here, we have money, we should win. I don't believe that. Every time that they've been ejected from the Champions League, even in the final, I think the final against um, Bayern Munich was the only time that I've seen them bow out gracefully. Every other time they have acted like spoiled children, and this is the result of spoiled behavior. Lack of discipline, lack of, of winning culture. They're, they're the best losers. They're, actually, they're the worst losers. They don't know how to lose. They don't know how to lose at all. They're, they're the flailing. They're the kid in the mall in the middle of the store rolling around on the floor because they can't get what they want. This is what I saw, especially in the second leg. Tyler, take it away. Take it away from me. I'm going to burn this mic up. <laughs> burn it. Burn it. One of the things that we didn't really address that Greg brought up is you heard that correctly. Mbappe did not play. Just did some double checking. It was because of an injury. Got it. He, he had a calf injury. He didn't play the game before that. Mauricio said that he was going to see how it went in the days leading up to the Man City game, and it turned out he could not play. So that is the reason why there was no Mbappe, despite all the rumors of uh, him being unhappy there and fighting for a new contract. It was simply because of an injury. Back to, back to Greg's point, yeah, they're, they're, they're spoiled children. And it was, like spoiled. Their, it was like they had their favorite toy taken away. And they yeah. threw a temper tantrum and it, it was just ugly. It's the thing that you don't really like to see. But this leads us into Greg's favorite thing in the world, an all-English final. Mm. We have Man City versus Chelsea. And you notice that there aren't many things to get Greg to be quiet that is one of them. If you didn't pick up on the heavy dose of sarcasm that I just laid out, uh, Greg is not a fan of an all-English final. Uh, we've talked about this before, so I will share my thoughts first before I let Greg uh, cry and uh, lament this final, which I know he's going to watch with me regardless. I will. I will. So, uh, interestingly enough, these two are playing this weekend. Uh, we're back to recording on a Friday night. This will uh, come out on Monday. But as of recording, they um, Manchester City and Chelsea are playing uh, tomorrow on Saturday mm-hmm. um, at Man City at the Etihad and uh, should be an interesting preview of, of what's to come here in a couple weeks. Or it ends up in a zero-zero draw because they don't want to show each other anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, that that's the unfortunate thing sometimes about the Premier League. Although I think uh, Man City is going to want to win the game because they could clinch the Premier League. They still have not technically clinched. And um, their their other most recent meeting uh, was actually Chelsea defeating Man City in the FA Cup uh, semifinals, with Chelsea going on to play Leicester City in the FA Cup finals. We actually have had a all English final recently in 2019 uh, Liverpool, unfortunately defeated Tottenham. Um, I say, unfortunately, because if you don't know, I am a Tottenham fan and uh, who knows why. (laughs) Hey, who knows why he's a Tottenham fan guys. (laughs) Leave me alone. I don't need to explain myself to you regardless of Greg's uh, skepticism. I feel like this matchup actually does have a lot to offer. Uh, You have, uh, you know, we we spent the podcast uh, 
with both teams talking about how great of coaches they both are. And I think that this is going to be a coaching showcase more than necessarily an offensive or on the field showcase. It's going to be who's going to outcoach too. Mm-hmm. The money would probably be on Pep, but Tuchel has proven us wrong in the five months that he's been at Chelsea. And, you know, it's, it's time to, uh, to, to maybe not put them on even footing, but it's closer than you might think. Manchester City this year have already won the Carabao Cup. And uh, as I said, all likelihood, they will win the Premier League. So this would be the third piece of silverware that they were looking to acquire on this season, which is a hard feat on its own. A lot of, you know, in, in a lot of these um, domestic leagues or, you know, the, these kind of cups, different teams win. You, you don't usually get a consistent winner. So for Man City to potentially win three out of the four uh, big cups, mostly three Premier League, one Champions League, it's no, it's nothing to scoff at. And it's something that I know that Pep really, really wants to bring. And honestly, I'm pretty sure before he leaves Sergio Aguero wants to win, win another one. Mm-hmm. It'd, it'd be a good way to, for him to finish his Manchester uh, city career. And uh, Chelsea, this isn't their first rodeo, but it is their first one since 2012. So a lot on the line, a lot of interesting storylines going in. Uh, I do have a couple uh, key players I, I would like to highlight um, before Greg uh, shares his thoughts on the final, and then we pick who we think is going to win this uh, this sucker. Uh, I'm going to pick one from each team. For Manchester City, Phil Foden, the the kid, uh, what is he, 19, 19, 20? He's, he's like 20, 20 years old. Yeah, it's and it's he, he's a nightmare. He's he's a terror for any team to prepare for I've, you know, and he's got a cannon that leg is a cannon. Oh my God. And I mean, honestly, we, we didn't talk about it all. He probably could have potentially scored at least three goals in the semis against PSG. Uh, A couple of them just rocked off the bar and another one, uh, you know, just barely missed. He's deadly accurate. He's his leg is a, is a cannon. I can't think of any other, you know, word to describe it and i i think that uh he could be the key player to watch for man city and then for chelsea um uh, and i'm not just picking him because he's american uh kristen pulisic it it took him a little while to get the playing time that he's been getting recently under tuchel but he has scored four goals in the last six games that he started uh, he assisted on the second goal against Real Madrid. Uh, so he's able to uh, dish it out as well as he can shoot. And honestly, the man is fouled more than anyone that I've seen recently. He, he can take the hits. He's not afraid to take the hits. And I mean, honestly, he could set up a crucial free kick that, that could determine the game. You know, it's, people knock players like Ronaldo for always flopping and things like that. First off, Pulisic doesn't flop. The The fouls against him are legitimate fouls. Like he gets banged up, but also you, you kind of need a player like that on your team to help create those opportunities because it could literally turn a game around. Yep. Going into this fight, I, I agree with, with a lot of what you're talking about, Tyler. I agree with it. I'm there with you on it. But it also proves my point as to why 
I don't like all anything final. First of all, I want to see two teams from two separate countries and two different types of cultures coming together, clashing to see who's the best in Europe. When it comes down to English-English final or a German-German final, a Spanish-Spanish final, it just, you know, I was the same way when Real Madrid went up against Atletico Madrid um, back in 2016, I believe it was, and, and Real Madrid won. It was, it's not exciting because you already know that the best, the best club in Europe is going to that one country either way. But what makes this a little bit more exciting, and I'm not going to lament this equation too much, is that there is a lot of storyline behind it. Let me give you guys some stats. So records between Pep and Thomas Tuchel. Six matches each, Pep has the advantage. He's won four of those games, drew one, and lost one against Thomas. And, of course, we could assume that it's the opposite for Thomas Tuchel. He lost four games against Pep. Pep has uh, a points-per-match um, tally of two point well not tally but an average of two point uh one seven where thomas tuco has a point six seven uh, uh points per match average this is in terms of showing pep's brilliance i mean like i'm i'm not a manchester city fan i know i toot their horn quite a bit but it's only because pep is a brilliant coach and it's hard other than you know barring any injuries going into into this game I think that Manchester City has got it. And I don't like to say that until the game is played. But their entire bench is are a bunch of star players. Star players. I, I, I can't even I can't even go into into you know they have they have people like Gabriel Jesus who's on the bench, Sergio Aguero who's on the bench, uh Fernand Torres. Well, Fernand Torres plays a little bit of off and on. You have there are a lot of people, there are a lot of players from that come off the bench that they could start. And honestly, I could see this game this weekend um, with them starting a lot of those guys and still coming out with a pretty favorable, um, a pretty favorable win. The second reason why I don't like all anything finals is because you do have situations like this where Manchester City is going up against Chelsea this weekend. And they're not going to play their best because they're going to they're going to hold back. If I wanted to see an all whatever final or all whatever game, I'll just go to that league and check it out. But now the world already knows that England has the best club in Europe. It's no longer a guess. It's no longer a game. It's no longer a bet. It's no longer up for debate. It's England. England, the English Premier League has the, 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 the best club in Europe. That's it. That's that's the only reason why I don't like. I know that you know behind the scenes, Tyler. You and I have have had these conversations. And I've never explained as to why I hate a total whatever team final. This is the reason why. I I just think that there's there's no mystery to it anymore. It's no Spain versus England where an entire country could get behind a, a specific team, uh, vice versa. But I, I think I will regardless enjoy this this game. It's gonna be to me. It's gonna be more of a chess match. Um, with coach versus coach, they both have comparable players. I think Chelsea is a little bit on the weaker side when it comes to talent um, and when it comes to depth. Players that I'm looking out for, Christian Pulisic, not because he's American, because he's been amazing. 
throughout this entire competition. And regardless of whether he knew the amount of minutes that he's played or not, and he's obviously been playing a lot more minutes now that uh, Thomas Tulko has taken over, but the the kid could just play and he's been able we've seen this kid just play since he's been 17 years old phil foden my 2016 players to watch is yes absolutely key player going into this um he has been playing out of his gourd needless to say manchester city is a team that i i enjoy regardless Usually my, my player to watch would be Kevin De Bruyne, but I do have to give it to Phil Foden after what I've seen him do over the past month, month and a half. He's been doing really well. Um, Pep has a lot of um, respect and admiration for that kid and, and is trying to mold him into pro- who could be possibly, and mark my words, 2023 could be the best player, best English player um, to date, reaching levels of, Need I say Messi or Ronaldo? He has he has the quality. He has the flair. I've seen it since he was 16 years old. He is not he's not the player that you want to go messing with. 20 years old this year is something else. He's something else. Needless, I I, I do believe that this finals will be exciting. Man City uh, PSG game that just passed was the more exciting out of the two legs. I think Manchester Manchester City is going to bring it to him. Chelsea has seen him has seen them a lot over a, a plethora of, of competitions um, in the English Premier League as well. A total of ninety two matches, um, all time results coming out of that, with Chelsea having the upper hand with forty two wins over the thirty one wins and nineteen draws, um, with Chelsea having more goals as well. Home record being uh, the home record for for. Um, Manchester City would be, uh, or I should say, yeah, the home record being uh, 43 matches total with 18 wins on either side and seven draws with Manchester City having the goal advantage there. This this should be an exciting game. They know each other very well, as I pointed out there in the stats. And I can't wait to watch it with you, Tyler, because I love watching games with my boy from across now guys everything now is on zoom so this isn't this is no strange thing anymore tyler and i have been you know when uh uh you know when tyler was out here on on the sunnier side of of the planet um we you know we go watch movies together we watch sporting events together went to see a couple of galaxy games together a lot of excitement over there so i'm i'm even though this is the norm i still miss my buddy uh, having a brewski with him and enjoying a, a couple of sporting events over here. Hopefully uh, when I come over there, uh, Tyler, we could go watch some Rapids games, man. For sure. Always welcome, man. We'll, we'll definitely do that. And uh, yeah. And, and uh, just to clarify one point, you, you, you said that you would watch movies with me. I'd more like you slept through them, but. Uh, <laughs> oh, you throwing shots. He's throwing just, shots. Just, just, to, just to point that out there. But I do, I, I do miss doing those things with you, but it'll be good to watch the, uh, the final, uh, whether in person or virtually or, you know, whatever it is, it'll, it'll be good to, to go through that with you and uh, should be very interesting. I realized I didn't pick who I, I thought was going to win. Uh, I'm actually with Greg. I think Man City is going to win this. I think there's not a lot that can stop that train. Um, I Frankly, I was surprised that uh, Chelsea bounced them from the FA Cup uh, when I watched that game. Yeah, 
no, I, I, I think that, uh, which actually was the, the only win that Tuchel had gotten against uh, Pep now that I think <laughs> about it. So it, that came this year. So Pep, that was the first time he'd ever beaten Pep. Yep. Uh, I mean, maybe he keeps that up. Maybe he doesn't. Uh, we'll see. It, as Greg said, it'll be a chess match, but I, I think Man City uh, will be saying checkmate at the end. Yep. And guys, we do appreciate as much as I miss Tyler, I do miss you guys as well. Um, check us out on your podcast streaming right now. I know that we're on Spotify. Come check us out. Uh, tell a friend. If you're listening to us already, go tell a friend. Let somebody come in and put some comments down in the in the comment section there on Spotify. I know Spotify has got a little bit more uh, flexibility when it comes to that. Leave us a rating. We love to, to know what you guys are thinking. Um, and Tyler, that's it till next week, man. That's it till Blow next that week. Whistle. Gotta... That's that's all I got. Tyler, please put some uh some sound effects on that so I don't sound too bad. You know what I'm saying? He's not <laughs> that, that's a negative. <laughs> Guys, till next week. This has been full time on stoppage time.